Hey everybody, welcome to episode 54 of Shunyo One. We have a very interesting conversation with Ashish Tultian around the integration of tech in restaurants, how data-driven products work, and basically what is the, uh, or how backends and enterprises function. Uh, it's a really interesting conversation. Fortunately, I wasn't able to make it for that, but Shilati and Ashish have a great conversation around those topics. This week on Slack, we had some activity. Ketan was particularly active on Slack for us this week. So Ketan first uh, gave us a comment on the episode with Satyam. I love the episode with Satyam. He is so articulate and clear with what he wants to do. Looking forward to Cube, which was great to hear. But he had another really interesting comment in the discussions topic uh, room in the Slack channel where he was talking about uh, how in a lot of episodes it's been discussed how we are a part of the subscription economy. I came across this deck by Zuara sometime back and it has been hailed as one of the best sales decks ever. Some of you may have seen it before, but if not, it's a really good starting point to understanding how we came into the subscription economy. This actually is a really good link, and I'd really highly suggest that people take a look at it. See, this is what you get when you subscribe to the Slack channel. You meet all kinds of interesting people who talk about all kinds of interesting things. Anyway, before we get to the conversation with Sheila Dianashi, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, welcome to Shunya One. Today we are here with Ashish Tulsian, the CEO and founder of Posist. Welcome to the show, Ashish. Thank you. Finally, good to have you uh, spend some time uh, when you are in your quick Bombay trip. But uh, it's good to have you here and grab a few hours uh, between all of your uh, busy life of Seven. taking over the city. Yes, yes. While... You are the only one in food tech who's doing real tech, is it? We are not. We are not food tech. <laughs> we are. We are tech. If Amit was here today, I think we would have had a big laugh about this because <laughs> it's a recurring theme on our show. If for all the people who are listening, yeah. Uh, but finally, we have someone who is real tech in the food business. Absolutely, absolutely, we are. So over to you to introduce uh, what you guys do. And of course, before this, you have been a real food entrepreneur. Yes. I think. So why don't you tell us the story from there? So I think I uh, I jumped into this business by chance. I actually did not jump into it. I fell into it. And uh, like most of the people in this world, they think owning a restaurant is the coolest thing they can have. they can do. And I used to also think that. I used to think that restaurant is probably the the best stuff, somebody else is cooking the food, somebody else is serving. I'd never see the owners in the restaurants and uh, somebody's really making money. Mom was always giving this math uh, that, uh, you know, dal makhani you are eating for uh, 300 bucks. Actually, it's three, 30 rupees. <laughs> so, so math was great. And I think uh, a coffee table conversation with a friend who was trying to open a franchise for McDonald's and Subway and KFC, I gave him some gyan. I said, why don't you open your own? And that way you will learn and blah and blah. And I gave him all the gyan. And then he gave me my gyan back. And he said, sure, let me do that. Why don't you invest? Will you will you be a partner? So I have to respect myself. And I, I jumped into it. We got a consultant, opened the restaurant. Consultant took all the dirty jobs in the sense, I mean, he got the restaurant done, interiors, machinery, equipment. He got the labor. He got, he got the, uh, you know, all the employees and and the vendors and, and everything. And um, we thought, wow, this is a great business. What is wrong with this? And first month was great. We didn't know how to cook the food, but we knew how to, you know, what to eat. So mm-hmm. so our, our taste buds, you know, were definitely in place. We are foodies. So so I think we did one thing right, is, is we set the menu right. We knew what taste people, you know, will like. 
and that worked but everything else was a nightmare because uh, once the first month of honeymoon was over consultant was out because consultant was stealing money from us what yes we so that's the that's the interesting hard truth of this industry and um, we kicked him out and everything fell on us and we ended up realizing that you know as soon as the honeymoon was over there was a lot of dirt behind the scenes right so every restaurant owner when you see you know them roaming around in their restaurant on a busy day and you wonder what is wrong with this man why is he not partying out and why is he not you know he's he's the owner of such a cool place i think there's a lot of dirt behind that coolness i think uh, he deals with a lot of lot of heat at the back so we fell into it because as soon as uh, we took that challenge that we are going to run this we thought our our technical background our in, our instincts kicked in and we thought okay let's let's find a tech product let's let's find a software for this and um, i think i should actually narrate a, you know an experience you know uh, for the tech side i used to run a telecom company before and after doing btech when i started a software company i always used to hear this from my relatives friends people who were not from the software side they used to say yeah you, you know you guys are cool you make software once and you sell it in a cd for life you know that yeah. kind of notion and i used to wonder who is spreading this kind of rumor <laughs> um, and why are we why are they why do they think about why do they even think like that because i never knew life like that so when i actually started looking for software for my own restaurant i found those people oh. uh, there were people who were who wrote their last line of code like 5 7 years back and the cd or the pen drive was still alive and you know they were minting money and and whatever that money was but they were they were not really giving you know any no two hoots about customer support custo- no, customer support is a separate thing but i think no updates no customizations no, yeah no you know they were not doing anything in the technology they were they were not innovating they were not continuously upgrading the application there was no r&d cost uh, for that company i could you know imagine and and that surprised us so we ended up building you know a product for our own restaurant and that's how we fell into this because uh, once that product started working for our own restaurant we started enjoying the process we started solving all little problems on the floor you know with this product i remember i pulled out two you know engineers from my then telecom company and i you know i said hey we need to make this small you know piece for our restaurant and it'll take let's say 45 days mm-hmm. and uh, then you're back uh, to your to your team and uh, the amazing thing is that it's been 6 years those engineers never went back they're still there <laughs> with us they're still building out you know the restaurant tech so i think uh, for us the wow moment was then when we started solving our own problems and other restaurant owners discovered it from our restaurant and and we started getting inquiries that you know can we have this product and we said no because we were already troubled with the restaurant <laughs> uh we were running you know a telecom company and we were like i mean we are not we are not interested in starting a third one for sure right. so anyway i think universe conspired and we ended up selling our telecom business off uh, you know in a, in a quick decision and uh, we were very clear that restaurant is not going to be the thing we want to scale we were already one and a half years into the restaurant product was 78 78 months old we called all those all those restaurant owners back and we said all right we'll we'll serve you but on a condition this is a product and uh, you can't tell us how you want to run it and i could say that because i was a restaurant owner right and i think uh, that's a that's a point about smb products or or products which serve traditional industries that most of the techies who build products for the traditional space they have never run that business, business themselves yeah. so they don't have the eligibility to you know challenge the status quo right so they 
they generally will go to a business owner and they will say that, hey, I can make a product for your operations. But he just computerizes the manual process, right? right. He, he does not have, he can, he also builds in the inefficiency of his manual process into, you know, the, the, the digital way. Right. I think we could, we could eliminate that. We could challenge restaurant owners. We could tell them that, hey, you know what, we are not going to give you this feature because you don't need to do this at all. This is, this is, this is wrong. This is stupid. Right. And um, I should say that till date, uh, you know, I mean, uh, now it's rare, but even till last two, I mean, till two years back, we used to fight at least with one or two cases every week, wherein somebody in the restaurant will put his foot down to get a feature, which he thinks is a feature. And which he thinks is a is a is a part of the process, wherein we used to we we were always putting our foot down and saying that this is not even required. You don't need it. You are doing this because your software guy, to ease his own process because of his laziness, gave you you know a jugard, mm -hmm. and now you think that jugard is a feature. <laughs> it's not. Now I think I think we have gone past that. I think uh, I'm sure these kind of objections don't reach me now probably so we fell into this uh, we we sell off we sold off our restaurant we we started processed uh, back in january 2012 so completed 6 years wow. and uh, i think in these 6 years we now serve 5000 plus restaurants across india 90 cities but 80% of them are in all metros delhi bombay bangalore chennai kolkata ahmedabad hyderabad and then sub 300 plus clients outside India, which is Dubai, Singapore, Thailand, and Mexico. Wow, that's quite a story. And also, congrats on the six years, man. It's been Thanks. amazing. Thanks. And while you mentioned the fact about how you found those people who sell software mm -hmm. and don't have to write a single line of code, you are actually not that. You are a SaaS platform. We are a we are a SaaS platform. Absolutely. So you actually do keep upgrading the product, and you make people pay a subscription for using it we absolutely we i think uh, not only keep updating the product i think uh, as, as a as a tech product company i would rather say we have we we keep on rewriting our entire application again and again i think in last six years we have rewritten our entire application from scratch three times wow and the reason is not features i think i think uh, i think one of the biggest learnings we have in last six years is that products are not features mm -hmm. products are about their architecture mm -hmm. you know when because your learning will always be limited for example when we started my learning was limited to a quick service restaurant or probably a casual dining small restaurant i never knew how a chain works because i never ran a chain mm -hmm. and uh, no matter how smart or how great the architecture was there was always a limitation you know whenever we were you know posed with new problems from the from the customers who were progressive and we kept on building i mean the curse of technology is that you can always build something and it works so we kept on building that and there was a point when we realized okay you know while the product is good we are doing well with that there is a limit to it and uh, the limitation is in the architecture we will get stuck somewhere and i think we should fix it today while it's peace time while the things are going fine and i think this this philosophy paid off very very well i our, I, I remember our first rewrite was extremely we were extremely nervous we are still nervous if we if we try to do the fourth one right. but we were really nervous because that was the first time we were rewriting there was no logic behind it uh, apart from our understanding that we'll get stuck you know get stuck somewhere as we scale but i think that is the biggest power we have today and and i think i can now relate to you know how 
we hear that airbnb you know has rewritten their entire application four times facebook keeps rewriting a lot of parts of their their product right. i think it's about the architecture so so we do keep upgrading features i think as far as features are concerned we you know we release almost 100 line items uh, 100 points every month in wow. in a in a 15 day cycle and that means your uh, the sector demands that sector demands that uh, i think um, I, i think given that we are extremely focused on fnb industry so we don't do anything outside food we we don't do retail we don't do anything else we do fnb of all types so from uh, sweet shop and bakery to fine dine restaurant bars casual dine qsrs all types right and and uh, and all sizes in that so i think uh, these kind of uh, rapid feature development comes from two you know reasons one is that of course industry demands it second is because we are we are sacrificing you know going horizontal and catering to just everyone i think the only option we have is to ensure we we make deeper features we go deeper into the industry we build things which people are not you know probably people don't know they want yeah and we go deeper into their use cases and and figure out what is it that they need can we make it as configurable and as versatile as possible right so so i think most of most of these releases are around that and this is i mean with my personal experience with the fnb industry uh, no and the that side of the table right the tech side of it knowingly i know that this is a sea change in the way tech has been run in the fnb space because those same people you met 6 years ago who were selling cds yeah. were the ones who were not updating their software and yes. they were selling it lump sum and saying take it one time pay and then use it forever in that archaic manner yeah. uh this is you've you've basically changed all these behaviors of restaurant owners over the absolutely years. i think i think not only us uh, i i think um, it's the entire market if i if i really slice our journey in you know of last 6 years and this is something which we were doing couple of days back with our team it's not entirely our i mean i cannot take the credit for right. you know this change right. entirely i think first two years we were we were really educating people about why they should buy a cloud based pos why an online product why a browser based product and that's why most of our customers were new restaurant owners uh, honestly we hardly did replacements in first two years uh, next two years you know were very interesting wherein we started replacing a little bit you know people people started progressing a little last two years i think it accelerated because of people like zomato swiggy food panda people you know in in hyper local logistics people Uh, because of the payment ecosystem suddenly the restaurant owners realize that technology penetration of technology in their life is inevitable they can't really stop it because mm-hmm. their customer is using all of that and they need to interact with it their mm-hmm. business needs to interact with yeah, it, it no matter what it became a need basically absolute need and and it hit them very very hard and i think i think it's 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 really amazing how um, up till 4 years or let's say 3 years back we were trying to make people understand difference between a software or probably a hard you know that that hardware machine where yeah. there's, there's no screen they just uh, it's like a calculator Old large school point of yeah, sale yeah it's called cash register right yeah. so <laughs> so it's like a large calculator right yeah. we were we're still trying to make people understand you know how is this different and how is the software different and how is the cloud based software different and it's funny how today you know an average restaurant owner talks about integrations and apis i am wow. not kidding really i'm not kidding i have an inquiry uh, from raipur where a uh, person uh, is writing on our web i mean he's he's leaving an inquiry on our on our page saying hey i'm running a sweet shop in raipur and i am looking for a product which can run on mac 
and uh, do you have apis and can you integrate with a uh, couple of payment systems wow and i have no idea how and why but but point is that this is now a regular thing i'm sure people don't know what is the full form of api but uh, <laughs> but i think this entire entire you know what you called food tech um, yes. however i may hate it uh, hate that word but i think uh, i think the fact is that that uh, restaurant owners got educated they realized that Okay, we are dealing with uh, three logistics players, uh, two payment systems, five couponing companies, uh, you know, three uh, ordering companies, and then we have our own restaurant and we have our delivery orders on call. Uh, all of this should should talk to each other, and mm-hmm. they understood that okay, integration happens, and and the glue is called API. So mm-hmm. so so that's they, what they <laughs> that's, that's what, what they, they know. Yeah. So they, they so the, so that has happened, right? Yeah. I think that has. Uh, that that uh, so so a large part of business is is you know coming from there uh, because and then we got of course not only early mover advantage but right. given that given we had a steeper learning curve and you know we were ahead in the curve so so we are probably getting that benefit right and at the center of all of this tech in behind the scenes in the restaurant is what you've built with Persist yes. yes. right yes. so it's the centerpiece of all so, the building and all the it ties everything together yes so we what we what we do is uh, i think uh, i think nobody else wanted to do that i i i at times wonder that you know we had less competition because nobody wanted to do this uh, they all thought there's no point rewriting all of this old story is it no i think uh, it was not sexy enough uh, i think mm-hmm. i think i think b2c is sexy we are cleaning back of the house i think uh, you know i'll give you an example a lot of people who still did b2b for the restaurant space they still ended up doing let's say a, a tablet menu because it is still customer friend ending we we see a lot of people looking at loyalty programs as the as the primary thing mm-hmm. which they later realize that it doesn't work in the food <laughs> <laughs> yes i only know too well <laughs> yes exactly so so i think a lot of people still look at b2b but they want to you know do things which are more closer to the consumer mm-hmm. uh because because probably they think it's easier to sell to a restaurant owner because they can go to the restaurant owner and tell them hey you know i'm building this for you but your customer is going to use it and it's going to bring him delight yeah i think what we are doing is cleaning the back of the house so you know from the front end billing to their kitchen management so we do kitchen display systems um you know we have we have clients where wherein we also we not only tell people how you know quick their waiters are we also tell them how quick their chefs are uh so we for example we have a kitchen display system and 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 it's so it's so comprehensive that we capture data points at a level um i remember this customer it's a it's a it's a british uh, chain and they they have their sops that okay pizza should go um you know in the kitchen and it should be accepted right away and 3 minutes uh it should be in the oven 5 minutes it should be on the plate 6 minutes you should cut it 7th minute waiter should pick it up mm-hmm. now making all these sops and training their staff and they were thinking you know why are they still not able to meet all the timelines and everything and we told them you know what when your order goes to the chef's screen he accepts after 2 minutes so all your sops are actually going down actually, the drain yeah. because the guy is not guy is not you know accepting the order in time a waiter uh, who's supposed to get the food to the table right away is probably picking it after 5 minutes so your 7 minutes per order is gone if there are five orders you know on this up. table 35 minutes of w- worth of time is gone and if you could churn you know three tables in 3 hours 
you're not only churning two tables in three hours. Mm-hmm. So that hits your top line. And and they were they were blown away with these kind of data points. I think so we do that and then we go back we go further up to stock, inventory control, recipes, logistics, wastage, pill fridge, to CRM, marketing, feedback, online ordering, mobile ordering. So it's a it's a full stack uh, which a restaurant, a single restaurant or a chain or a chain right. requires. So wow. I think I think nobody else uh, probably wanted to get into so much trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And in fact, uh, the, all the points you mentioned are the things which actually restaurant owners used to take advantage of, mm. not having systems in place for, mm. uh, which also I've heard stories about. But yes. I'm going to take a quick break, come back and talk a little more about all these things. Hey, welcome back, guys. So we've been talking to Ashish about all the cool and real tech that goes on behind the scenes when you are having your food, whether it's home delivered to you via via your favorite app or whether it's in the restaurant. So just to continue on one of those points, right? The reason why so much what you guys do at Postist and the fact that you're always evolving and continuously adding so much stuff and going deeper into the back-of-house restaurant tech is because all these years, maybe like software is eating the world as this phrase goes, right? Mm. So this is literally software eating the world so that people can eat. Yeah. So a lot of restaurants used to be very averse to tech mm. before this. I understand now they need it because of competition and so on. But they also used to be averse because the restaurant business, and especially in India, right, where you started and now you're expanding across the globe, in India, this restaurant business used to be like a cool thing to start. The first thing you said today mm, mm. is because a lot of people thought this is a way to make a quick buck mm, and absolutely. make a quick buck. Also, maybe make a quick buck, which goes under the radar of the tax man and a whole bunch of other things. Which get married. And get married. <laughs> is it? That's oh, true. You should tell that story then. Yeah. So, so what's the, what, what do you know about what people did restaurants for and how they've had to change and had to adopt and what they can't do anymore. See, I think, uh, I think as you, I mean, the point which you are focusing on is why restaurant owners were averse to tech, right? right. I think the, the first and foremost reason was uh, tax. Right. I think uh, every CA, even as I said, till a couple of years back, used to strongly advise people to not to have an online, uh, first not to have a point of sale at all. Uh, <laughs> no uh, bills. No bills, no bills. Uh, okay. No bills which are trackable. Second, definitely not have a cloud-based pass because everything will go online and you won't be able to, yes, you won't be able to delete your bills and everything will be, will, will track back to you. I think tax was a big, was a, was a, was a major reason. Right. And this is major. And when you're talking about percentage wise of restaurants in the country, it's a large enough percentage. Large enough percentage. I think, um, large enough percentage. I think I I, I should stop there uh, (laughs) without, I, I don't want to harm my business. But I think, I think what shifted is that Last couple of years, there's a there's a transition in previous generation, and we are still in that transition, right? right? An average restaurant owner's age, if I don't know if there is a survey like that or not, somebody should do that. Mm-hmm. But it'll be very very interesting to see how in last five years this has shifted. I can I've seen this shifting, so I think um, you know most of our early clients were those people who, especially older restaurants where we did the replacement, wherein the second generation or the third generation of the business joined in the business. Um, and this uh, 24-year-old or 26-year-old joined in, 
and first thing he did is replace papa with boss so uh, and 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 that is where we saw a lot of fights as well we we actually saw son buying our software and the day of the implementation papa putting his foot down and saying uh, i'm not going to let this happen wow uh, i'm sitting at the counter nothing moves without my permission everything is in order it's perfect i know every penny what will software do and and i think in some cases we actually sided with papa because we did not really want to fight and we yeah. we told the guy that dude you know don't push this i think your dad is correct because if he is ready to spend 12 hours on the counter believe me you don't need any software on this earth nobody is more intelligent than him right. i think that's one but i think what shifted is that in this generation nobody wants to stop at one restaurant nobody wants to sit at their own restaurant everybody wants to run 10 businesses everybody wants to make a chain everybody wants to expand be more efficient basically i think i think they just want to expand they are progressive right, right. and i think efficiency you know they have to be efficient i think it, it's more like that they don't want to be efficient as the first thought mm. uh, as as a country culturally we still don't care about efficiency right. but i think when we when we talk about you know progressing certain things you know we we have to question back so i think that has shifted that has changed so i for example we have seen you know some of the biggest tax thieves you know amongst our customers who shifted who who actually started paying massive tax in last couple of years uh, because they realized that they can only do you know tax theft uh, you know with one outlet or two restaurants but if they want to open 20 and 30 and 50 things will go out of their hands yeah. and they better get the house in order so that is one that that is one shift uh, second is of course as i said the technology has become a need so now i have also seen people you know saying that okay i'll i will still do the tax theft <laughs> but uh, the fact that i still need to get orders from swiggy is a matter i need to still get payments from paytm and you know i i still have to automatically route orders to runner and and everywhere i need a boss that is clear so now he's telling his ca that hey shut up we need a boss for sure now you figure out how can we have an online boss in yet do tax them <laughs> <laughs> so so i think i think it's a compulsion of a different order altogether wow. right wow yeah uh, so so the mindset has not changed but yes the need the need is actually compelling yeah so one that the point you mentioned right apart from the average age where the aver- the younger generation of uh, entrepreneur in restaurants maybe wants to be a lot more progressive and more ambitious right to expand the the point is that yes the other stuff aligned with the restaurant especially payments mm-hmm. i'm sure the fact that everything money is moving electronically means that accounting <coughs> also has to move electronically sure and similarly what other things do you apart from the pos which is obviously the core right what about the other allied stuff around it which you've seen also sort of change and what do you think that is what how what's the role of the consumers behavior and expectation change when it comes to her restaurant or changing i think consumers are only pushing restaurant owners into believing that that uh, they need to use technology and i and i when i say that i don't really mean technology which we do right so a consumer may on may not be directly pushing restaurant owners to let's say uh, you know use the back end back of the house tech but i think it's all indirectly connected for example consumers are definitely pushing restaurant owners to check zomato for reviews mm-hmm. because they are anyway doing it they are pushing restaurant owners to check google for reviews and facebook for reviews because they are talking about it and for restaurant owners it becomes extremely important now to figure out who's this who's this consumer uh, what bill number did he you know consume 
this for yeah. what is his mobile number what is his identification are they real or is just a social exactly, media influence exactly exactly <laughs> right can i can i get his for example i remember a couple of years back when we were building a feedback management product we asked a lot of our existing customers that would you will you use that and they said mm, yeah okay um, how much for the pos and and we realized okay he's saying that i don't really care about feedback right but but today i we can see a shift although it's not it's not really i mean they're still not able to implement it that well but we can see a shift where people are saying okay if this guy has to rant about you know what happened with him at our restaurant he better does that on our platform rather than a public platform and right. damage control is going to be much more costly right so i think consumers are definitely shifting you know that sort of behavior uh, i i think I, i think another thing is that because consumer behavior has also shifted for example a restaurant owner today wants to create his own website and and wants it you know wants uh, to receive orders from there uh, you can see bills printed with you know coupons as you were as you were talking about right, right. 20% off if you order from our website right because they have understood that if a zomato or a swiggy uh, will you know while they are giving them great business and they don't want to lose out on that business as a as a partner mm-hmm. uh, but zomato and swiggy are still not sharing the customer data right they control Rest, the customer they control yeah. the customer and restaurant owners really did not care about it let's say two years back but they are increasingly caring about it they now are understanding that okay you know we are still in the captivity and and if i encourage my customer to order and leave his footprint somewhere you know in my restaurant uh i think probably i can control this right so they are offering the percentage which they may pay to zomato or swiggy they are offering more discount to their customer oh. you know to change his behavior to order from their app another thing is that uh, now as soon as people realize that okay i need to catch this customer's footprint i need to catch his mobile number suddenly table reservation tablet becomes you know one of the touch points right. suddenly a feedback management becomes a touch point suddenly the loyalty program becomes uh, relevant right? right and because now he wants to understand how to take his number yeah. uh, but the idea to take uh, of taking the number is just to just to ensure that i can be the master of my own destiny right. probably in future right so and i think people are still graduating so what i'm telling you is still in the transition right. restaurant owners truly have not yet matured on what do what to do with the data Mm-hmm. they're still learning the ropes of marketing and how to engage with with the audience and i'm i'm sure it's still you know another year or two to go before i can i can really say that restaurant owners have become really smart on that right and also of course uh, since you mentioned the word data right there's a definitely a lot more data which is generating in the back of house and there's a lot more intelligence related to that data which i'm sure your product is building upon how do you compare with the rest of the world now that you're obviously expanding outside of india mm. where the rest of the world probably did not have these hang ups or did it do you think the rest of the world also I cared so much about tax evasion the restauranters all over not 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 really i think uh, one one thing i should say and i think i'm really ashamed of that uh, Or, or maybe I'm not. I don't really care. But the fact that whenever we find somebody outside country, especially in the West or from the West, making an inquiry about, can I still do theft using your product? Uh, turns out in India on the other side. Oh no! Yes. Uh, <laughs> so we have experienced that almost in every country. Whenever there is a guy who is asking about how to do theft while using a cloud-based product, there's always uh, an Indian on the other side. He's moved from here, or he? <laughs> yeah. So he's definitely he moved. Ties. <laughs> you can take the you you can take Indian out of India, but you can't take India out of Indian. Right. So I think I think something, but but I think uh, interestingly, rest of the world 
also is struggling with technology, especially in the restaurant space, and it is an eye opener. Believe me, you you name the country, and I can tell you how how primitive their technology is with respect to restaurants. Oh. Um, and I think the reasons are different, but largely the space has been. I think it is. I, I can just declare that this space is unsexy. I think, and I think it has been unsexy. It, it's unsexy not only for India. It's it's unsexy for the world. Right. So because that that's the only reason why, let's say in Singapore. The largest POS company, Singapore is like seven thousand restaurants, and a company which boasts of, you know, having four thousand of those. Can you believe they still have a Foxborough-based system? What? No kidding. <laughs> Who maintains it for them? I have no idea. Actually, that was a question I asked them. That where do you get developers from? Do you make them? Do you <laughs> clone them? Do they still exist? You have dinosaurs coding for you, but but I think uh, uh, the fact that Singapore has that, you know, uh, it's unbelievable, right? Uh, it's 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 uh, mimicking the first world quite successfully, you know, in every as- in every aspect. So I think that is because restaurants are traditional in nature. I think at the end of the day, for a restaurant, the most important thing is the chef mm-hmm. or the food. That is their product, and technology is just an enabler. Right. And uh, given that most of the legacy systems who are running the back of the house, they did not change themselves. Everywhere we see disconnected products. So I'm when I say that Singapore, a top restaurant, will be running a must be running a Foxborough-based system. I don't really mean that this guy is not using a tablet-based ordering. Right, he's using all those products, but all of them, you know, work in isolation. Uh, they don't really talk to each other, and they are—they're just trying to make some sense out of this entire thing. I think we, for us, the opportunity there is very, very large, and and I think uh, that opportunity is not about POS. For example, most of the world doesn't know that today for POSist, POS is only ten percent of my offering. That's my it. entire product is ninety percent much, you know, bigger than the POS itself. And and, and they are, just imagine they are still running a Foxborough-based system when there are twelve cloud-based POS companies in Singapore. Oh, okay. right. But but because all these companies are still, you know, operating at the periphery, at the top, they are they are enabling the billing. What about what what beyond that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think one shift, uh, you know, which we have also seen is that. As restaurant owners try to progress, they want extreme level of control on their raw material, uh, their inventory, their pill fridges, and and that again cannot be cannot be only done through you know archaic old systems, uh, which were pretty successful at what mm-hmm. they were doing. So I think for POSIST, what we are doing is we are actually using data, and building products which are successful, which are completely data driven products. I can give you an example. We have world's first anti-theft uh, system. You know, you go to all these restaurants and you see those placards which say, "If you don't get the bill, your bill is free." Right. And and you think about it, right? You you see these placards at PVRs and Subways and McDonald's and you know a lot of top chains. If you understand the gravity of that statement, right? There is a brand which is declaring, "Hey, my guy on the other side is not reliable." Yeah. Uh, as a customer, can you be vigilant on my behalf, right? Yeah. So it is such a norm in the industry. I mean, imagine if I was the cashier, I would not want to stand behind such a you know such a Black card, card yeah, right but he is also okay standing there because he also understands that theft is normal mm-hmm. now people have been looking at theft as a cure approach that theft is going to happen people are resigned to that you know they they audit their bills later on they figure out they they deploy fnb controllers who basically come and audit each and every bill and figure out you know what was the theft we built a system which matches patterns continuously and we can we can tell you real time which waiter or which cashier 
did what kind of theft in what bill of how much and uh, wow. and this system we have, we have been able to save some tons of money for restaurants and that's where we are able to charge on the ROI as well so we are not and this is not a cheap product so this is a product which actually makes the most money uh, you know for us as a company because it gives the most ROI to the restaurant right we are talking about uh, you know when when people are talking about what do you call register uh, uh, table reservation systems right you go to the restaurant you see uh, all these tablets at times right if you right. see those those are dumb tablets those those are just digital registers he's yeah. just taking your mobile number name and number of people and that's all he's not doing anything right. on top of it we built a queue management system which is like your google you get eta we give you ets expected time to seat yeah wow and and this is based on the intelligence inside the restaurant so if you say that hey my this is my number shila that there are two packs two people system will actually tell you 19 minutes waiting for you and i come with four people it says 38 minutes for you and it is also continuously getting updated right. uh, and it is based on which table inside is at what course Oh right so if four people start with drinks this table is 2 hours <laughs> if uh, they start with main course it's 45 minutes if two people start with whatever this table is not going to go beyond 1 hour if there are eight people no matter what they start with it's one and a half hours at least wow. right so and and it keeps updating you know based on and it is very very specific to the restaurant right so for each restaurant the type of food and the type of service and speed of service this will vary right so now this is a this is a massive value for the restaurant i mean it it hits your top line immediately and that's where while you know somebody will sell their table reservation system tablet for 1000 rupees a month or 2000 rupees a month sas uh we charge we charge a sum which i if i tell you right now here <laughs> um you know a lot of people would want to build this tomorrow so so <laughs> yeah yeah so i think we are we are still working on a lot of data driven products which can impact restaurants immediately and which can give them roi uh, from that from the same data which they are which they are collecting yeah which they already always had it's just that they never put it in Correct. perspective and it it was also not there in like i mean people as i said all the systems were not talking to each other so this data never made sense uh, they had all the things which were capturing these this data but in isolation with each other so right so before we wrap up what's what's your forecast for how to continue to be in this unsexy business and what's the from a technology standpoint obviously data driven you've already mentioned but what's next here like how where is the pr- most progress happening in your line of work i think uh, i think i wish i knew the answer for that i uh, you know i'll i'll be able to predict a actual not imaginary but the real unicorn but i think i think for us uh, mid to large enterprise customers are the most progressive ones uh, the stakes are high the bottom of the market which is stand alone restaurants is still is still a little away from graduating mom and pop stores Uh, are are still away from graduating to that use case and what we have realized i think that uh, technology is not for poor people mm-hmm. uh, you should not sell technology to poor uh, right. you should tell you should sell technology to people who have less time and who will pay you for the arbitrage on time so i think i think automatically it 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 brings us to you know help probably large chains getting larger Right. mid-sized chains getting much larger uh, I'll, i'll i'll name a few customers for example belgian waffle uh, you can see everywhere i hope right yeah i ordered uh, too believe much me from they, them okay okay that's yeah. interesting right so they started with us 18 months back for from three outlets and they are 150 right now there's a chain called drunken monkey 
अगेन स्मूदी मिल्क शेक्स आई डोंट नो वाई दे कॉल इट ड्रंकन मंकी बट इट्स अ डिसी आई मीन द नेम इज डिसेप्शन बट आई थिंक दे वेंट फ्रॉम टू आउटलेट्स टू फोर्टी आउटलेट्स इन लार्ज लार्ज फॉर्मेट स्टोर एंड देर लॉट ऑफ चेंज विच वी यू नो वेर एन वी कैन सी दैट वी वर इंस्ट्रूमेंटल इन in in uh, getting their back of the house in order not only at the at the single outlet level but let's say at the enterprise level at right. the at the franchising level right. so i think for us the next big thing is how can we how can we bring order to the enterprise back end and uh, globally uh, you know uh, we are we are only competing with oracle microsoft uh, and ncr because nobody ever did large enterprise back end you know uh, other than these people yeah uh, the real big enterprise players the real big enterprise players yeah. and and you know people only are used to oracle sap microsoft so i think cost is equally bulky and painful to work yes, with work exa- on yes exactly and and but people still have no option right so yeah. so nobody has really innovated on that in, in that area and i think we are building a lot of products for that area i think for us that's the that's the way to go yeah and even uh, just uh, last week i think we heard from the latest google io event where mm-hmm. a google assistant is going to call up a restaurant yes. and make a booking on yes. its own yes so do you think you'll have a opposite uh, restaurant voice <laughs> from your boss responding to it some I, I think I think uh, I think recently we were talking to our you know we we had a leadership meet and we were talking about imagining Posse's future in five years and I think our CTO said that hey you know chuck everything I think we should we should get into the business of making robots uh, because the biggest problem I see in the, I mean he he actually he actually crushed the entire thing he said. screw software i think the problem is people wow. uh, let's replace people everything else will get sorted and we are like whoa you, you. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've softer sorted everything out let's just take the pe- let's take the most painful thing out of the equation yes, yes robot waiters and robot chefs absolutely wonderful great thanks so much for doing this ashish where can people reach you on let's say twitter i am on twitter i am at atulsian a t u l s i a n all right and they can check you out there talk to you uh, about all things back of house at the restaurant Absolutely. and of course uh, you guys are based in delhi we're based in delhi we uh, have very, offices in mumbai and bangalore so yep. i keep shuttling and you have a growing tech team as well yes uh, so one of the f- only folks in restaurant tech which is building deep tech Yes, on the back end. Not deep tech. I think the deep tech is again like food tech. I have, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea how many of you know SaaS people really understand deep tech uh, or or machine learning or AI. I think uh, I think we are still a little away from that. We st- I I think we just realized we have few machine learning problems. I think you only work. need to put that in your pitch deck if you go fundraising next. Yeah, in that case, we are doing blockchain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Ashish, and thank you everyone for listening. Uh, of course since amit's not here i'm going to do the closing notes which is please give us nice reviews on itunes or wherever else you listen to your podcasts listen to this on ibmpodcast.com/shunya1 and join our slack channel because you can just ask for an invite on the website and we'll get you one so continue the conversation there thank you